Welcome everyone. This is Glenda Dawson and you're watching the Paranormal Dolls. Sarah Garcia Mungaro is traveling. So we wish her well. We wish her lots of luck in her events. And uh, today we have a wonderful guest, Catherine Cirillos, who's been a good friend of mine for a, a while now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've done a couple of events together. So, um, you know what? Let her introduce herself. Hi, Hi. Catherine. Hi, Annie. I love the music. I did love the music background. <laughs> it is absolutely like, I don't know, it's a mixture of charmed and, and, and something creepy, but it's nice. I like it. It's you. That's <laughs> <laughs> me. It's you. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, everybody, well, you can see my name on the screen. My name is Catherine Cerullos. I'm Greek-Australian. I am also, um, at the moment, I'm staying, I'm living in Greece. Um, I've travelled a little bit around the world. I've lived in Scotland and the UK. I've lived, uh, well, I stayed in America for about seven months and I absolutely loved America and can't wait to get back there. So for a couple of events that I'm going to be doing um, this year, um i'm a psychic trans medium uh a reiki master teacher a clinical hypnotherapist uh, i do past life regression i do theta healing hands-on healing uh i've got a witchy side so a jack of all trades a little bit of everything <laughs> so um you know, here and there, <laughs> little bits and pieces, right. and a and a paranormal investigator as well. Um, and it started. I uh, started from the age of eleven, of like every child does from a very young age. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because we all get the same. Um, I won't say symptoms, but we all get the same um, things happening to us, like paranormal stuff that are, you know happens to every child, like they. They might see the boogeyman or they might see, they might hear or feel something. Uh, they might hear their, their a name or a whistle or feel a presence. So the, I think at the age of a very young age, um, especially at the age of 11, it's when they really make themselves known. Mm -hmm. So, and at the age of 11, I did a few seminars uh, here in Greece, while I was staying in Greece, um, I did psychodynamics, um, which the, those seminars included uh, um, remote viewing, psychokinesis, and which psychokinesis and telekinesis are similar but to and different too. Telekinesis is actually moving things from afar, and psychokinesis is actually spirit moving um stuff so um uh, we learn how to do telepathy mind over matter uh self-hypnosis all you know it, it, it we enhanced and touched on our psychic abilities and gifts that every single person has everybody's born with psychic and spiritual gifts Yep. And the, the seminars helped me enhance them and develop them more. And then so on after that, I kept on doing seminars and more seminars and learning. And I'm still learning. We are. Yeah. We all are. We should because 
it, there's a lot to be learned yet. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So. So you were in Greece at the age mm -hmm. of 11. Mm -hmm. And now, when did you move out of Greece? Well, I was born in Australia and I left Australia when I was about eight, then came to Greece. Um, stayed here eight, nine, ten, eleven, say twelve, and then went back to Australia. Mm -hmm. And then left left Australia when I was twenty one. Okay. And then came back to Greece and uh, got married, had my three boys, then went back to Australia. <laughs> And then got back here in 2020, in 2005, in 2005, sorry. Got back to Greece in 2005 and got remarried, had another two children. So that's five in general. <laughs> so, God bless you. That's all yeah. I can say. That's all I, I wonder myself too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to Scotland. Um, in 2005 with the hubby and the and the kids and then uh, came back to Greece again stayed there for about four years came back then my last trip was uh in 2020 2022 in America where I stayed in Iowa and Alabama so yeah I love that mm. so yeah so back and forth <laughs> back and forth yes, uh, good. so you went from there back to Australia. Did you experience the same things in Australia as you did in Greece? In Greece? Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, when I was young um, in Australia, I still like remember little glimpses when I was young that I always used to call my parents um, in my bedroom because I used to feel that somebody was um, under my bed or in my cupboard and yeah and it's the so-called boogeyman and the boogeyman does exist mm -hmm. and feeds on fear you know you mm -hmm. can feel him I, I would always look i remember always looking under my bed so that means that at the age of eight i could actually sense things i could feel right. things so coming back and after doing um the seminars at the age of 11 and mm -hmm. um having my psychic abilities more enhanced and more developed I started, um, I must have been about 12 when we got back to Australia. So I would always feel like somebody was following me, like especially when the sun would go down. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's in between, it's, it's like a gateway that opens between sunrise and sunset. Mm -hmm. And I would always feel like somebody was following me and I would look back and no one was, would be there, you know, and then I have this fear and then I'll be jolting back home, like down the street and I could feel it. And, uh, but that, that no one was there. Or I could feel, I could hear somebody whistling at the back and I would look back and no one was there. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mum used to say, you don't whistle at night time because you call the devil. I don't, know if you've got, I don't know if you've heard about that. No. But that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, don't whistle at night because the devil will come. But I think I read that for Native Americans about, is it the skinwalker or that you don't whistle at you night? Don't whistle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't exactly. Whistle. See how various things have got Everything. very similar. Everything is similar except people yeah. give it so strict labels. 
Yep, exactly. Nobody realizes it's basically the same. Exactly, exactly. So I had my first real apparition at the age of 15. Mm. And that was... I, I can still I can still remember it up to up to now. It's like I'm looking at you right now. That's how I saw my my then best friend, her dad, who had killed himself. He had hung himself. Oh. So um, that was my first operation at the age of fifteen, no. and explaining why he did it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, did he give you a message? Did he? He did. To, yeah, that, he did. That must have been. Um, very hard for you because you had to go and tell your friend and that puts you in a very it did glenda put me in a bad it put me in a spot because um it was how do i say it um the situation was bad bad as it was because he had killed himself but the reason why he killed himself was because he was in a lot of pain he had cancer in his bones and uh, being, you know, in the Greek community and in the street that we lived, there were a lot of Greeks. So every second house was a Greek house, you know, in Australia, in Sydney. Right. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't, um, he wouldn't talk about like they didn't talk about it. They didn't say that he actually hung himself. You know, you right. don't say that in the Greek community. It was actually my mum that went and cut the noose off. <gasps> so she. She never, she didn't talk about it. And then, you know how we have the 40 days Mm -hmm. um, before the soul crosses over in the, in the Eastern Orthodox. So after the 40 days, my friend said, why don't you come and sleep over at my house? And um, she knew her her dad hung himself, but she Mm -hmm. didn't say anything. She's just said that her dad just died. So um, no one knew, no one knew at school. I didn't even know. And I was supposed to be her best friend. Right. My parents never spoke about it. So um, the night that I slept over, her dad, um, you know, the usual stuff where the, the blanket gets torn off and you pull it back up and then gets torn <laughs> yeah, you're off. Like, yeah, I don't want to know that. <laughs> exactly. I was like, <laughs> like this. And I was looking, I was thinking it was Carrie because that was her name. And I'm like, Carrie, are you asleep? Like, mm, she was asleep. Like she was right. moaning. She was asleep. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I felt it go through like that and then her dad showed himself like in front of me right. and he started explaining why he killed himself why he handled and how sorry he was and that he left a note for his wife and his daughter that had slipped because he hung himself in the garage so it slipped and went under the fridge the, the old fridge oh. in the garage oh. so that was his explanation like which no one had found Mm. So I've woken up Kerry and then he left. And I've woken up Kerry and I said, Kerry, wake up, your dad was here. And she's like, What are you talking about? I said, I saw your dad. She's my dad's dead. I said, No, I saw him. He's, he's, he was right here. He explained, he hung himself. And that's when she got shocked. She goes, How do you know? Did right. your mum tell you? I said, Tell me what? She goes, Did your mum tell you that he hung him? I said, No one told me. I said, He told me. Right. I said, And there's a little note underneath the fridge in the, in the, in the garage so we went there we pulled the gar we pulled the, the the fridge and there was a little note oh. under there explaining everything uh she was upset because i saw her father and she didn't mm. and um and then she did something stupid she tried through like a seance to call upon him and called me there in her house and that didn't turn out very well at all yeah. Yeah. 
Usually no, at that age, it doesn't. No. Uh, <laughs> and then she's never, she stops talking to me after that. So, yeah. Because it was too hard for her. It was. And I understand it. Like yeah. then, then I didn't understand it. I was upset. But now I do understand that. It was her way of grieving, of coming to cope with it. Right. Or um, actually, you know, she couldn't understand why her dad didn't show himself to her and show to a total stranger, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, it's the thing that people don't understand, that sometimes it's easier for them mm -hmm. to come to a stranger. Yeah, that's true. Because of two things. One, the person who's grieving may pull them down so far far down mm -hmm. that then it'll be hard for them to go back up so the stranger is just going to keep them at a this, distance at a distance yeah. still see still do it but not hold them down not that the the grieving person the loved one means to do that but it's just their love and their want i know and their grief that just pulls them down I know, I know. I did that mistake with my dad when he passed away. Despite the fact that I know all about this, you know, grief and pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll do that, it to you. Yeah. And um, that's why I have a rule of thumb. If you want me to contact, try to contact the loved ones, they have to be dead at least six months. Yes. yes. At least six months um because this way they have a chance to go up and mm -hmm. debrief as i call it you know yeah, exactly exactly find out what they did they didn't do they got to redo whatever it is mm -hmm. and then they'll be free to come down chat and, and go back up exactly that's that's my rule exactly my rule too because <laughs> i get a lot of people that at the 40 days or the oh, 10 yeah. days and, and i'm like they're, no. they're like here and i'm like because yeah. uh, i i also have the 40 day yeah yeah i remember you were talking about yeah. it and i am like uh no it's really too soon let's do six months believe yeah. me what they got to tell you they're going to tell you in six months oh yeah <laughs> it's they're not going to change they're still going to be the same but, person right, they were yeah. right and for them you know six months is like this so yeah. we're the ones that are keeping grieving time. exactly right so um so that's now i want to ask you because i know everybody asked me what did you tell your parents and what was their reaction because i know that that's got to have come up yeah it did like um uh, well when i told mom she was like um at the beginning actually with my mom i witnessed my first exorcism when I was 11 here in Greece, right? We went to a monastery and the priest, that's where the priest told my mom, because I, I witnessed the, the, the exorcism and I got, um, it affected me. And being oh, an empath and a sensitive- I when they took me to one. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, said they needed God. my light. Okay, oh God. No, <laughs> that's too young. And I, that, I that's... remember it completely. But... Yeah, yeah. No, that, five that, years that... old, everybody says, oh, you should have forgotten. No, no, no. no there are certain that... things you just... Days no, when... exactly. They do. They do. They do. They never go away. Those memories are like like that there. So... Details. You even remember what color flowers were around you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. 
true that is so true so yeah so um i remember every detail and that was my first exorcism and i got affected so um being an empath and a sensitive and i didn't know what an empath and a sensitive was at the age of 11 you know and lucky there was a priest that was more advanced and he had he was um, a very educational person before he became a priest. He went to uni. He did parapsychology and psychology. So he told my mum that your daughter is, you know, is gifted. Right. And he's the one that actually turned around and said, take your daughter to the to, to her and to my auntie. And I went to those seminars with my auntie because my auntie did those seminars with me together. Mm. So take your daughter, take her to those seminars. So mum knew from a very young age that I could see and right. feel. And she could see and uh, feel through her dreams. Mm. And um, we didn't, we only talked about it in the family, right. not outside the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. And dad actually at the age of when I was 15, I didn't know, but dad knew how to, how to read, you know, the normal deck of cards. Yeah. He knew how to do. He knew how to read the normal deck of cards. Cool. So we're on a we're on a holiday, mm-hmm. a summer holiday, and I'm seeing him pulling out the normal deck of cards. And actually, I said, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I'm reading the cards." I said, "Do you know how to read the cards?" I said, "He goes, yeah." I said, "Show me." He goes, <laughs> "He goes in Greek. He goes daughter," and I went, "Yes." <laughs> he goes, "I'll only show you once." And if you've got the gift, you will know how to interpret every single card. Yeah. So he did. He did. He actually was a he was a bloody Scorpio. Pardon my friend. <laughs> so he showed me once, and that was it. And and then I picked it up straight away. And then yeah. um and I kept on practicing and doing readings with not with a normal deck of cards. And then mm-hmm. I got into the oracle cards and tarot cards. But yeah, but we never spoke about it ever ever outside a home yeah. and then a couple of years ago I found out that my granddad from my mom's side uh comes from a bloodline of fairies. Ooh. Uh yeah. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that because apparently he was the sheriff of the village and he used to go down to the swamp and speak in fairy tongue. But because he was the sheriff of the village, he, no one he didn't talk about it because they would have thought he was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I found out from my mum's younger sister, it slipped her tongue a couple of years ago that my granddad used wow. to speak to the fairies. He was off with the fairies. <laughs> he was off with the fairies. So yeah. So we've got that, yeah. So a lot of secrets have been revealed, you know, slowly. Those those generations didn't talk about anything. No. no. Nothing. Uh, well, because there is the fear of, you know, getting thought you were crazy, getting put away, or God, dear Lord, if you went to certain places, getting burned to death. Exactly. So it's like, you know. I mean, how many people in the asylums are really crazy and schizophrenic? I, I don't or are they really seeing things. things? Exactly. I I honestly believe that a lot of the people um, 
are just gifted, very gifted. Exactly, exactly. And unfortunately, they, especially in that age, in those times, they didn't have that direction. They didn't have anybody to talk about. As soon as yeah. you said you saw somebody, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. Before you even had a chance to say, you know, it was my grandfather and he gave me exactly the combination to the ch to the safe, you know. So, but Yeah. As even nowadays, still, you still come across that. I mean, I came across that in a couple of states in, in America. I still come across it here in Greece, which Greece is the the country of democracy and, and the oracle and yeah. And I still come across so it's like, oh, this is demonic. This is, you know, this is not, you know, the way of God. This is like, hello. And, and you're like, what? Exactly. Uh, uh, believe me, we we believe there we believe there's the same God. It's just exactly we do it differently, but it's the same God. Still the same spirit. Still the same energy. Exactly. Still the same Creator. And. <laughs> They, they teach the children like that as well, Glenda, like the kids. Nowadays, kids are seeing more. Kids are getting more, like, um, enhanced with their gifts. Yeah. They the, the gifts are surfacing more and they're getting more gifts. And um, you get parents where they're like, oh, no, this is not the way of God. This is the devil way, you know. Yeah. No, teach your kids. Mm -hmm. Teach them. Guide them. And if you can't. Find somebody that can. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you suppress those gifts later on when they resurface, it's going to be problems. Yeah, because then they'll resurface with a vengeance. Exactly. And at that point, then it might bring you a little mental problems because mm -hmm. everything comes at you at once. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's like... Uh, with me, I, I talked to my mother about everything, how to keep it quiet from my father until my mother passed away. And then my father was seeing her. Oh. And he came to me and he apologized for everything. He's like, I am so sorry. You, you, you had to keep it quiet from me because I know you have the gifts. I know yeah. you have the gifts. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad that you're finally saying something like this. But it took you to see my mother in front of you to say something. Okay, yeah. it's okay. You learned. I know. <laughs> you evolved. I know. Yeah, it's so. it's still it still hurts though. Yeah. <laughs> it still hurts. You know, all those years I had to keep it quiet. Yeah. I only talk to my mother, my grandmother, you know, certain people. Um, but it, it's. It was okay. Uh, that's the way he needed to learn. He learned, and at least thank God he evolved, you know. So it's all good. Good. Um, so that exorcism, that was your first exorcism. Mm -hmm. Did it make you, I know it frightened you at first, but did it later on encourage you to do exorcisms, or are you completely out of them? Um, okay, now, um, that was my first, and then I had a second one, and then I've done a, a third one where I, I've, I was a witness again, but right. that was a couple of years ago, and, um, and that was when I was with the, when I was with the Warren Legacy Foundation, right. 
and um, I had to be in front of a, an exorcism mm -hmm. and the guy actually um, took his life. When the Vatican, when the Vatican decided to it's send yeah. a priest, and uh, and they were late, very late. Um, they he took his life. Yep, I. Um, that is the one thing that uh, I know that you got to go through certain procedure, mm -hmm. but when it takes two years to get somebody there. Uh, you know, I could understand put them through a psychological exam, through mm -hmm. this exam to make sure that they, whatever, have a really deep conversations with them, really interview them and all that. But it should not take two years. No, no. And it's really, it's really bad when it comes to the Vatican, like with the Catholics, because with here and all, we, the Orthodox priests, they do exorcisms. You don't have to go through the archbishop to get right. the okay right. to do an exorcism. Mm -hmm. um, every Wednesday, there's the St. Cypriot. Um, you, you know who St. Cypriot was? Mm -hmm. Okay. So for the for tell our audience. For those that don't know. Yeah. Uh, yes. For our audience, he was, uh, he was a witch. He was a warlock, right? But an evil one. He used to call upon the demons and used to do black magic, perform the black arts. He was an occult, uh, he occultist, and then um, he was trying to make uh, Saint Eustini. That's what she's called in Greek, but I can't remember what she's called in English. Uh, a guy, a guy came to him. A very rich guy came to him, um, asking. For, to make this girl fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. So she kept on saying secret uh, with black magic. He kept on sending the devil to her to try to persuade her to fall in love with this guy. But because she was a, she, the, the girl, she was a, uh, she was a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, she believed in God. She, she didn't, um, she didn't fall for it. Right. Yeah, so, it was very pure. She was very pure. And then he decided, St. Cyprian decided to stop all the occult, all the dark arts and become a Christian himself. He thought, you know, believing in God was much stronger than believing in to the devil. Right. So he know he because he knew all the dark arts, he knew all the exorcisms, he knew all the demons, he knew everything. Mm -hmm. Um, he knew how to perform. Um, undo black magic, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and do and perform exorcisms. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, the Saint Cypriot monasteries here in Greece in his honor. And that's mm -hmm. where uh, the priests every Wednesdays and every, it used to be every Wednesday and every Friday, they used to perform exorcisms. Now they do it every Wednesday. You go up to the monastery mm -hmm. and you bring the person that apparently is possessed and right. they will perform the exorcism there. Wow. That's Every wonderful. Wednesday, yeah. That's wonderful. Yes, At least so. it's, uh, you know. They don't will have to wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because that two-year period, that is why I, I I'm command and celebrate those priests or people in general who are just willing to do it. Like, I've done it. It's not an easy job. No, but it isn't. Um, 
you know, and it, it, it normally does take something. It out. does. Yeah. It does. It does. It always takes a piece out of you. Always yeah. takes a piece of your soul. So, yeah, that's yeah. exactly how I, I tell everyone. But, yeah. you know, I, I've done it. If there's an emergency and it needs to get done, I, I will be there. Same here. But I am trying to stay out of it. <laughs> same, same here. Actually, I've got a, I have, I've got this big cross that came from my dad's great great auntie. She was a she was a nun, mm -hmm. and apparently in that cross there's a little tiny piece of the 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 holy cross. Right. A bit of wood. Okay. Now I had a friend of mine who's a priest. He's a Greek priest. And he came over last year to see us with his wife because our priests, our priests can get married. Right. They can be married before they become priests. You know right. what I mean? Um, and he put in that cross because that cross opens. And so I've got relics in there from St. Christopher, piece of his piece of his fingers oh. from St. Christopher and St. Cypriot. Okay. So I've got two. I've got relics from there. So that's quite a strong cross. So when needed to yeah. go to a plate to do something like that, that's my weapon. Very, very good. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. And and I could sense that that definitely protects you. It does. Sure. It does. Yeah, so it does. Um, and my family. So tell us, what do you have coming up? Okay, now uh, let me have a look right here. Okay, I've got, I've got because I had to write it down. Of course, <laughs> I, I do too. I have to write everything down and calendars all over the place. Yeah. So, because and I can't see, I've got my glasses. I've got my short, you know, my short, and for my long and for my distance glasses. Okay, so the eighteenth of January, I've got a live investigation with um, Candice Slater. Oh, and uh, uh, Jenny Davis from all um, all from the Ashes Paranormal, it's called, and we've got a live uh, and it's getting streamed by Get Haunted. So we've got um, I'm doing a remote remotely uh, live investigation at the Monroe House in Indiana. Nice. So I've been to that house. I've yeah. investigated it like physically. When I was in America, uh, they call it the Demon House. Um, it is intense, and it does have a lot of activity. Um, and I just want to, you know, coming back again, even remotely, I just want to know if it's, you know, it, it's going to be exciting because I just want to know if it does remember my energy. Right. So I can't wait to do that. That's coming up on the 18th of January live at, uh, I think, hang on, because I, I always mix up the Eastern time. Um, yeah, so it's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. And then I have, uh, okay, um, then I've got March the 2nd live again mm -hmm. and that's another remote investigation with uh, Larissa Rex okay and David Childers and it's from the third eye production and we are doing um I'm, I'm investigating remotely from here again the haunted Samuel Miller mansion mm -hmm. and that's going to be March the 2nd at 1 1 a.m. in the 1 p.m. sorry eastern time okay 
And then I have March the 23rd and the 24th. There might be a chance that I might be flying to America for this one. Ooh. And I think I'm. I think it looks like I'm. I might be. Um, I will be flying. So it's at the Harriman, Tennessee. Um, yeah, it's called Harriman, Tennessee, right? Mm -hmm. And it's at the Avalon Center. It's on March the twenty third and the twenty fourth. Um, there's going to be investigations at the Brushy Mountain State Prison, and myself. And another medium will be doing uh, readings at the old historic um, Harriman Hospital. Right. It is for a very good cause. It is for the women that are being abused. Mm. Um, and um, and for the children as well. So it's going for all the money is going for a good cause. And it's uh, Jen Jacobs is running this event. And it's and you can find this event and they are asking for vendors as well. So this event you can find it on www.womenoftheparanormalcelebration.com. And then I've got the big event on April the 17th and the 26th. Uh, with uh, Mysterious Tours, which is run mm -hmm. by Maria Schmidt. Yeah. And I've got Grant Wilson coming all the way from America to Greece, and we are touring Greece. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. So we are going to places that I've investigated here in Greece. Mm -hmm. So 10 different places, 10 days um to places that i've investigated i've investigated all these places we are going to um we're going to the sanatorium of Bamitha, um which is a very big thing here in greece in athens a very it's very haunted it was a hospital for world war ii and then it became a sanatorium for the for people with tuberculosis then it became um um a hotel then it became you know like a school for education you know but it always burns down always right. apparently it always burns down it never stays like the foundations always burn down hmm. so that's when i had another apparition there of a nurse when i first went and investigated mm -hmm. and i see this we've gone with the team the team that i used to be the greek team and we've gone into the place and there's a woman in blonde with beautiful hair, like pulled all back. She had a little cap on with a red cross. And um, she looked at me. She goes, she's holding a little watch in her hand. She goes to me, Anna Ioannou in Greek. And I've just gone, okay. And I've gone, and did anybody see that? And everyone's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> She's just she disappeared in the war. So we looked it up on the internet, and apparently there was an Anna Ioan that was the um, hospital nurse, but she was like um, above that. She was the, the head nurse, the supervisor. Yep, yeah. and um, she apparently for when when it was the Red Cross when in World War Two. Wow! So you know when you when you get verification like that, it is yeah. it's. It's fantastic. Uh, it's like, you know, my mind's not making it up. It's there. It's happening. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, because even though we do this all the time and it happens to us all the time, we still like, was that what I think yeah. I saw? Exactly. Huh. 
Yeah. So verification is always fantastic. It is. Um, now you have two daughters that you also have been training. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me how, what got you to do that? Okay. Uh, the girls from a very young age, um, I noticed that this, they were seeing things. Um, they would say that they, they would describe that they were seeing black holes in the room or they would see somebody in the cupboard like the boogeyman or something was there or some red eyes looking at them. And then what really got, got me is with my oldest, uh, when we were here in Greece in 2014, we lived in a very haunted house. I, um, yeah, there was, the, there was a cemetery right next door to it and I didn't know there was a cemetery. There was a little girl that got burnt in that house and I didn't know about it. I found out everything afterwards after I left. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, even with the cemetery, the day we moved into that house, I go to my husband, there's a fence, there's a grey fence, you know, brick fence there. I said, what's what's in there? He goes, a cemetery. I said, now you tell me. Because you didn't know? I said, no. I said, if I knew, we wouldn't have moved. <laughs> so, yeah. So she, I caught, oh, my God, I caught her. I had a mirror in her in the bedroom. So I caught her talking to the mirror. And I had given birth to my youngest one, then my other daughter. And Ipaliti, um, she was getting a bit, she, she felt a bit left out that we were focusing on the baby. So she was getting a bit jealous. Right. So she was being, you know, she was sort of withdrawing from us. And, um, I would catch her speaking to that mirror and then um, I would catch her waking up at night time, sleepwalking and standing in front of the mirror and talking to that mirror. Oh. And then that mirror, whatever was in that mirror, wasn't a good thing. It was really dark. Right. And it was a male entity, very dark, and it was telling her to do things like to kill her little sister. Mm. So, um, I, you know, as soon as I would walk into the room, she'll be silent. She wouldn't be talking. And then that's I, I, I caught on and then I grabbed the mirror and I threw it away and did what I had to do, you know, to, to for that plate. Like as soon as I took the mirror, Glenda, out of that room, it smelled, the room smelled like sulfur, Ugh. like rotten egg. Yeah. You know, have you ever smelled cables that have been burned? Mm. That's what it's, yep, that's what it smelled like. And I thought, okay, we've got, we've got. we got work to do, yes. Yep. So, and when I did, and when I started moving things and started blessing the house and bringing priests over, um, I would have the water tank bursting a couple of, every time the water tank will burst and I knew something's happening there. And then all of a sudden mold will come out of the, out of walls for no apparent reason. And there will be blood, like blood trickling down the walls and then black mold and then green. I thought, yeah, I would be like, okay, see, you gotta go. Yep. Yep. That's what I just said. You won. I told, I said to, I kept on saying, you're not going to win this. I'm going to stay here. Right. I stayed in that house for two years. Oof. 
that nearly costed my marriage, nearly costed my kids being apart. It yeah. was the, I tried to fight it, but it was way stronger than me. So I thought, that's it. I'm done. See yeah. you later. Mm-hmm. And I've got to save my family. Yeah. And then, like, because as soon as we'd, we'd leave the house, everything would be great. And as soon as we'll walk back into that house, it was like chaos for all right. of us. Right. So that's when I found out that my oldest, my youngest um, daughter, was she, she was an empath and a sensitive. And um, later on with the years, she developed her abilities more like she couldn't say, Mom, I'm seeing this. Mom, I'm feeling this. Mom, I've walked in this place and I'm, I'm, I can't breathe. What's going on? Mm-hmm. So she was she was getting things. Oh, she would go close to a person and she'll start yawning. Mom, why am I yawning being close to that person? So being a mom that knows all this stuff, right? I was like, yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guide you, child. Yes. Let's have that talk. We have a different talk than most mothers do. Exactly. (laughs) Now, the other one, the nine, the youngest, um, she sees the dark side. Okay. She sees how people have died. She actually sees them. So we walked into, she did the first uh, investigation in America, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So she, we walked into a haunted location and she's like, Mom, can you see the guy in the piano? And I'm like, mm, I can feel something there, but I can't see. Right. What are you seeing? She goes to me, oh, his hand is twisted like that and they've got his head like that. And there's blood, and I'm like, okay. And there's a guy just there. He's holding his guts because he's been shot, and his guts are hanging off his hands. And she would tell me like that. Oh, yeah, like that. And she would draw. She actually draws them. She can actually draw what, like, um, the spirit. She can actually draw the spirit. Like, if you show a photo of a haunted location, she'll grab her pen and paper, and she'll draw the spirit that lives in there. Wow, that's that's the youngest, yeah. That's gift. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, they've got they've got different gifts than me, and um, and I'm really proud of them because they 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 they're doing really well. And you know, if if it's something that I can't help them with, I know that there's gifted people out there like you, mm-hmm. and that I can come up and say, hey. This is what's going on. What do you think? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, because let's face it. Um, those that have children that are gifted, we need help also. Because exactly. not every, not one one particular one of us knows everything. <laughs> Even if we are gifted with that gift, yeah, we may not have developed it yet, or, exactly, or allowed it to develop. So um, it's always good to have. A circle, a circle yes. of people True. who can, you can call and say, um, or you know, get in touch and say, this is what's happening. What can I do? And you know, so because I, you know, you have the capability of having a little more of a circle. When I was, my kids were young. It was me. It was just you. <laughs> because you couldn't really go up to somebody and say, hey, you know. My son is seeing things, and they're telling them to do bad things. Oh, you have, yeah. You've had quite a few with your kids as well, haven't mm-hmm. you? 
Yes, yes. I have three of them. Mm -hmm. All three are gifted. Um, the youngest one is the one that uh, got to see, especially when we moved to the house in Pennsylvania, got, gets to see the one that's mischievous in the house and who'd always tell him in the shower, especially, you know, water is conducted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, you could do that. You won't get in trouble. And then he would come down. They're telling me to do this. I said, you'll know you'll get in trouble for that, right? <laughs> well, that's why I'm telling you. I said, okay, I'm le at least you're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, and, you know, my house, uh, usually I've had this agreement that everybody stays in the attic and nobody comes from the attic down. They come from Good. the attic down, then that's an eviction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Agreed. You know, it's an eviction. It's cause for an eviction. Sorry, but, you know, we can all live. Exactly. We can all live together. Right. right. <laughs> so, but uh, yes, they're all gifted and um, my granddaughters are also gifted. So oh, yeah. And oh, that's good. But yeah. they've got a great grand. They've got a grandmother that knows how to guide them. Yes. And uh, I am already starting to see them at least one. Well, one that I, I take care of look into the wall and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, God, dear Lord, who are you talking to now? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they can see, we can't. Right, right. <laughs> so, and usually it's like, okay, let's uh, let's try to get, you know, encourage it, but talk to me about it so I can, if I have to do something, I can do it before it's too late. late. Right, right, so. Yeah. So now um, you're planning to hopefully come to mm -hmm. America. Yep. In April. Uh, March, no, April, March. I've got the two. Yeah, in March. March yeah. So um, 23rd and 24th. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I almost went to that. By the way, I uh -huh. almost signed up for it, but taking care of my granddaughter right now, it's it's hard. It's yeah. Hard to travel. I know. So. I know. Uh, it's um it's all good i uh, is there anything else that you want to talk and tell our audience about yourself your life now that with the double citizenship so you're australian and greek and greek mm -hmm. now was one parent greek and one from australia or no both of our parents were greek okay they were both born in Greece and they left in the 1970s when all everybody, you know, when everybody started migrating to Australia, to America, to right. Germany. Yeah, mine migrated to Australia. Okay. Uh, down in kangaroo land, that's what I call it. <laughs> so I was born there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it goes. Like um, my parents were first generation or I'm first generation Australian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm first generation, then my kids are second generation because all my kids, all five of them have got the Australian citizenship as well. Okay. So we have the Greek uh, element very strong in our house. Right. Um, my parents spoke Greek. They spoke English, a little bit of English, not mom, but mum at all, just a little bit. Um, dad, he spoke English, um, you know, he had to learn. Mm -hmm. and so we had the greek element very strong in our household like 
Greek music and the dads and because my parents had Greek restaurants in Australia. Mm. So it was quite strong. It was quite strong. So I grew up with that. Good, good. Yeah, it's always good to, to have both all backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then my husbands, both husbands that I had, uh, well, had and have, they were both <laughs> Greek. <laughs> So uh, all my kids were born, except for my one son, um, all my other kids were born here in Greece, mm -hmm. except for my third son who was born in Australia. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, very so, good. Very yeah. Good. So it's um, good. Now, do you have any uh, investigations that you do with your, your daughters on a on a more, uh, say, weekly basis, monthly basis, or you just... It is very hard to do investigations here in Greece. It's not like um, it's not like America or Australia or the UK where they have historical sites where they mm -hmm. keep them preserved for, for our teams to go in there and investigate. Right. Um, if they would have done something like that here, it would have it would have been good. But they don't do it. The government doesn't do that. So you've got people, um, owners that own these houses, historical houses that are apparently haunted and they've left them to fall apart. Mm. So um, it's very hard to to actually go and investigate in haunted locations here in Greece. And the girls are just like begging me, Mum, when can we go? When can we go? When can we go? They, they just, they're dying to go for an investigation. So um, yeah. um, getting um, with another friend of mine here, he's, uh, he's a great investigator as well, um, very knowledgeable, mm -hmm. and um, he lives about an hour away from here. So we might be getting together and going to a, to investigate and I'm going to take the, the girls with me along. So, nice. So, yeah, nice. it's going to be fun. That's very good. And it's a shame because historical society, um, historical places, places that have been around for such a long time, it's a shame when they fall apart because it's, yeah. it's like heritage, history. It is. It going is. down. It is, and it's not like you're going to go in there. I mean, all that money is like you guys. You, the money goes to the to the places, right, right. to keep them uh, to keep them going, that's and perfect. that's what they could have do here. They could have done here, but they're not doing it. Hmm. It's a shame. Hmm. It's a shame. But at least you have, may have you know a place or two that is willing to just have you in, just to have you in. Yeah. At yes, uh, and then we can go, and then. Um, because I really want to go with the girls and they're sort of like, Mommy, oh, we want to go, we want to go. So, yeah, so I might get them to do it. Good, good. Um, so, again, give us some of the uh, places that people can find you. They can find me uh, through my Facebook, as in like Catherine Surilos. Mm -hmm. um, my Facebook page, uh, Oracle Whispers by Catherine Surilos, mm -hmm. Oracle Whispers on TikTok and youtube and instagram so they can find me like that yeah very good very good um pretty easy mm -hmm. <laughs> it is yeah so um catherine is there anything else that you just want to tell our audience before we wrap this up um just uh 
what can I say, is like read, study, um, you know, get as much knowledge as, as you can and because a lot of people are coming in touch with their gifts and their abilities and educate your children as much as you can on that and if you don't know how to, there's many, there's many books out there, there's people out there that are very educated um, upon the metaphysics and the paranormal that can actually guide you and help you. Don't hesitate to ask for help. Very good. That's it. Very good. Well, thank you again. And thank you. please hold on. I want to thank the audience for coming back to us every week. And thank you for your emails and your comments. We welcome anybody who is interested in coming on here and you want to give your story, please do. Like Catherine here, I mean, we all have our stories. We all have our gifts. Let's share it. All right. Thank you. And as always, we love you all. Bye.